111th episode of the Have a Little Hobble Travel Podcast. This wow. one is coming to you a little late today. Um, you know, we're busy schedule, busy schedule. We have a lot to talk about, though. We have a, just kind of a couple of different topics. Obviously, first one is that it's King Kamehameha Day, but we'll also be talking about the recent eruption at Kilauea, uh, as well as just how to be a conscientious traveler. Uh, I am your co-host, Kevin Allen, with me, as always. <clears throat> Catherine Todd Fox um, with Hawaii Magazine. Yeah, there's lots to talk about today. But, uh, you know, you weren't with me this last week. You were you were traveling. You finally took right. a vacation. My goodness. I mean, like a vacation outside of Hawaii. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you traveled out of the out of the state. Yeah. I was, was it was interesting because right before my trip, I went to Seattle. Right before that, I went to Kauai for the third annual Kauai Poke Fest at the oh, right. Landing Resort. And um, that what was, was that, like? that was really fun. I mean, I had to, Hawaii, I represented Hawaii Magazine as a judge, apparently. I didn't oh. know that I was going to be a judge. <laughs> I know. Um, it was like 20, 21 or 22 different poke oh, wow. dishes I had to eat. That's a lot. You must have been yeah. on poke by the end of that. I mean, I was pretty sick of it, but you know, it was interesting because the question came up, what is really poke? Like, I mean, not philosophically, but there was one entrant that did like smoked um, fish, oh. but like oh. using the flavors of poke. So like, the, I, I don't know what else it had, like the the seaweed and the shoyu and all that, the whatever onions, but it was like pickled onions and it was on a skewer and it wasn't raw. So it wasn't, like, oh. but but it was super good, but then but it wasn't judgment. wrong. Yeah, right. And then there uh -huh. was another one that did a gazpacho, which is like a soup and had like you mean it, but it was really delicious. But then the judges were kind of sitting around going, Yeah, but is it right? Okay, it's really good. So when it was does it just become like a fish dish at that point? Like, yeah, I don't know. Huh, but that's interesting. Trying to be creative, right? So, right. It, so the one that won. And it was a mix of amateur and professional um, like people. So like the one that won was actually an amateur. Oh, wow. And, yeah, the dish was um, poke in a lumpia, which is huh. like, yeah, like a wrapped, like a, I don't know what it, like some kind of wonton wrap, right? And you stuff right, it in there right. and they deep fried it. Right. And it was really good. But again, it was that same question. Like, you know, am I eating poke? Is it right, just twist on it i don't know i don't know dude yeah that's a tough question because like yeah. i would not call i mean <clears throat> personally i don't think i would call that like poke right like just personally right? it's, it's a very personal kind of thing i guess and yeah. i mean there's not you know i can see why people have to be get so creative with it it's not like there's really a lot you can uh like innovate on i guess with the current okay recipe i mean i don't know maybe it's one of those things that people are just so used to just the traditional way they've had it that you know they can't really even begin to imagine you know being uh being more creative with it i guess i mean it we've had i mean there's been discussions about it right like there's the vegetarian or vegan poke like using beets and other vegetables but it has the sauce of it I mean, is that poke? It's not fish. I don't right. know. I don't know. Anyway, it was just really interesting. And um, yeah, it sort of made me reflect on on poke and the evolution of it. And, you know, and anyway, judging it was hard because we I didn't bet. know how to 
good. How do you so, even judge that? I mean, you basically, we judged based on presentation, um, taste and creativity, I think. And you gave it a number oh. from like one to 10 or something. And then it just got oh, wow. it up at the end. So I didn't, I mean, I did rank the Lumpia one really high in taste because it tasted really good. Right. There was no category like of authenticity or anything. So right. we just kind of went with whatever tasted good. Okay. And was the festival good as well? I mean, was it a good? Oh, good it was of- sold out. It was packed. <laughs> I guess it's like you buy a ticket and it's all you can eat. And oh, then wow. they have other stations of regular food. Like they had, um, you know, like uh, they had like a tofu dish. There was like popcorn shrimp. Oh, okay. Yeah, there were like other things that people could eat and it was all included with the, with the tickets. And then there were like lots of drinks and Kaloa Rum had put out their um, sparkling like seltzer drinks. Oh, that's that they were sampling that. Yeah, so good. Oh man. Um, I guess you can get them everywhere now. You can get them at, I don't know about on the mainland, but I guess island wide or statewide, you can get it at Costco and Safeway and stuff. But awesome. yeah, it was, it was, and it was live music and um, Chef Sam Choi was there doing a demo. And I'm sorry, where was it? I'm sorry. Oh, where was it? Where was the location? Oh, at Kaloa Landing Resort. Okay. So somebody had asked a really interesting question on, I don't know if it was on Instagram, but like why Kauai, why Kauai would host it. I don't know either. So I I like, why don't we have a poke contest or why doesn't Sam Choi do it on Oahu? And I feel like he used to at Turtle Bay. I feel like there was a poke contest at Turtle Bay. Um, And Chef Chef Choi's restaurant was on the big island. And they don't have a poke festival there. So I yeah. need to go figure out like why. Why Kauai? I don't thing. know. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah. I think they also have like a sandcastle building contest. I think it's only on Kauai too. So no, they have one. They used to have it on Kailua Beach, I thought, on Oahu. Oh, really? Oh. I don't know. But anyway, anyway. Anyways. Okay. Well, that sounds like an exciting time. And then you and you went off to, to Seattle with your with your family and with like time there. How was yeah, that? that was- how was the weather it was like here i brought all these layers i mean there's like sort of a misnomer anybody from seattle you guys please call us or write us or whatever comment but i think a lot of people think seattle's like rainy and cold which i mean it is not like it's never but so is hawaii so when i i didn't know what to pack i'm like i'm packing all these layers and stuff and we were specifically going to hike to see snow so oh, wow. I knew that we were going to at some point get into like an alpine environment where there would be right. snow and be cold, but it was like 80 something degrees. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty warm. And no wind. There's no trade winds to keep you. It's like. Oh, hot. wow. Oh, geez. Huh. Yeah. So. So you got there, you brought the Hawaii, the Hawaii weather with I you. I don't know. Yeah. It rained the last day we were there, but even then it wasn't, it wasn't like cold or anything. Awesome. So, well, while you're um, while you're traveling, uh, some things happened on Hawaii Island, the Big Island. Oh, I know! I I can't believe it. I missed it. Yeah, that's like it's your favorite thing. Uh, I know. We had an eruption, um, Kilauea, oh. and was just it was a pretty pretty big eruption. Kind of the first night. Uh, some of the photos that were coming out. I mean, some of the photos just looked fantastic. The lava lake. Um, you know, a lot of the eruption is being, you know controlled and kind of in the Hale uh, Ma'u crater. Um, so it's not like the ones that we've had, you know, in previous years where it kind of broke out of Hawaii Volcano National Parks and was affecting a lot of the communities. So far, it is still contained. 
within mm-hmm. the, the national park or the the volcano and um yeah it's been great you know we've they've had just a a huge influx of visitors um i even had a couple of friends on oahu you know fly out right when they heard the news um you know it's kind of a big big deal big happening people love to go see the lava um but it is tough you know it's tough to go to go see the lava when it's really kind of the fresh like that um i was talking to one of the park reps and you know they had told us that if you want to go check it out it's actually best to go either before 6 a.m. or after 6 p.m. The park is open 24-7. And that's just to kind of avoid, you know, Mm -hmm. that midday. And Kat, I remember you and Grace went to go catch uh, the last eruption, right? Uh, Yeah, we went to go see Mauna Loa erupt. That's right. Um, right. uh, Yeah, so, and that, um, that was a little different. Um, It was, you know, you could drive off of, like, it wasn't in the park. Kilauea was also at the time and that was you know just in Hale Mauma'u crater but Mauna Loa was I mean Mauna Loa is inside the park but the flow was heading toward the highway so you could drive along the highway and pull over and see Mauna Loa and that hadn't you know that hadn't erupted in like 40 years or something right. so that was quite yeah, we, and I'm glad we went because that didn't last very long I don't even know if it lasted a week right uh, yeah, yeah. Currently, the the Kilauea eruption is is still happening, so people can still go check that out. Uh, Kat, do you have any experience checking the, that one out? Anything you want to could tell visitors? I guess. Yeah, maybe? we posted um, six tips to view Hawaii's erupting volcano on our website hawaiimagazine.com. We can put that, that was, in the show notes. I will. Um, things are always changing on in the park, so the best thing to do is to check the park website. So if you go to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. I think it's I think it's um nps.gov backslash hvo hv havo right. um you find out what the current conditions are. It also there's also links to like why um live cams. So if you're not able to travel to the big island, you can also just like view it from your right. desk at work or at home or whatever. But you'll get a general idea of what's going on um right now and and plan your trip accordingly. But like you said. It's best to go, you know, in the evening or early mornings, sort of beat the crowd. Although I had a friend go recently and she said even in the morning it was like packed. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. And just when you are going to go, just remember, like, especially if you're going to go at night, like in the evening or in the morning, you know, you want to bring a flashlight or headlamps. Um, Grace and I did not do that when we went. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, we, we, not that we didn't, we weren't prepared because we, hadn't thought about going to Kilauea the first time we had gone to Hilo Mm -hmm. it was a whim and so we were not prepared we didn't have jackets we didn't have like um, flashlights or anything because we were not even planning to go to the eruption it's just that we had dinner in the near the park and I was like let's just go it was super spontaneous Um, yeah we used our iPhones and it was it's okay Um, but it's not the safest I would recommend that and obviously we're you know hiking shoes or if you have tevas or whatever but something that give your feet protection um and yeah the website and also our blog will have like a list of different um viewpoints but the one thing I think that when I was talking with Jessica Farrakane who's a spokesperson at uh, the national park said is you know obviously she's urging everyone to be very patient because it's it's crowded there's lines there's a lack of parking everyone's excited um just to be patient and you know 
understand that everyone's here to see it. Um, and the other thing is, you know, last time this happened to people were like posting videos of like roasting marshmallows, um, at the lava flow or climbing into areas that they weren't supposed to. Right. And so again, you know, there is a cultural significance to these areas and there will be cultural practitioners, um, you know, within these areas as well, doing their practices, but also like, it's not cool to just like, it's not cool to break the rules. One also just to be like a general like a hole while you're there. Um, that is I true. Think, yeah. Don't don't be a jerk. I mean, uh, you know, you're talking about being updated and, and going to the site. Does that uh, also kind of update people about like Vogue and and kind of air conditions? That's always been kind of like something I've always been concerned about. Um, you know, just Vogue in general. Um, yeah. The webs. Um. So if you go onto the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park site, they do have a link to um like the vog metrics or whatever mm -hmm. um sometimes when you're up there there's like no wind or you know it, it, the conditions are so different so if you're in Hilo or Kona the, the weather conditions there are not going to mimic what's at the park because of the elevation and right and everything else I mean there's been times we've been in Hilo and it's like bright and sunny and you go to the park and it's raining right so right. you know it's, be sure to check the park's website because they will have the current conditions there Right. Um, but yeah, VOG is a real thing. I mean, if you have somebody, if you're with, if you have heart or respiratory problems, you're pregnant, or if you're, you know, kids or infants or like my son has asthma, for example, mild asthma, just be aware that there's, um, you know, there's an output of volcanic ash, basically. Right. So volcanic smog. So just be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think kind of the main thing, right, is like, when you go visit, just be patient, um, you know, don't, don't honk, don't get too crazy. I mean, everyone's trying to go and see the, the lava, you know, everyone wants to have a good time. Um, so, you know, try yeah, to be patient I mean, as you can. I mean, <laughs> I can see you. It's Well, I mean, I think Jessica was saying that there's been like over 10,000 people coming, which is like triple the number That's on crazy. a non-eruption day. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, the thing about volcanoes in Hawaii is that we don't have these, I mean, we have had these in the past, but generally speaking, they're slow. They're confined to like a crater, like in this case, Hale Maumau. So you can go and spectate. You know, you're not running away. It's not like pyroclastic and right, whatever, right. freaking out like Mount St. Helens. But um, so it's, 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 you know, it's a destination. People want to go and see it. But I think it's, you know, being respectful, like don't play music and, you know, like You're don't fall number the stage, one local yeah, public know, music playing god i just cannot stand that don't jump over like barriers to try to get really close to the lava and do things right. like that i mean i know it's tempting and i know sometimes the park will keep people really really far back so you're not getting the spectacular footage and views that you may see online um because a lot of photographers and we traveled with once in mauna loa they have mega gear like right they have photo lenses that make crazy it seem cameras. like yeah. yeah, it makes it seem like they're right there, but they're not. Um, the other option is if you are really interested in getting a you know a closer view, it's to consider a helicopter tour. Right. A lot of helicopter tours are, you know, um, a lot of helicopter companies are providing tours, like Paradise Helicopters is a great example. Um, so that that is a way to get to the flow in a from a different vantage point if that's what you're looking for. So, yeah, and you know, aside from just yeah, not you know doing anything illegal, going past those barriers and stuff. I was talking, we were talking to Jessica about it. And I think one of the other spokespeople about it, 
um, you know, there there are these tiny little lava vents you can just very easily fall into and die. Yeah. Um, so that's terrifying. That sounds like an awful way to go. Um, uh, yeah. Definitely in my top five, not great ways to go. Um, so yeah, don't do that. Just uh, hang out behind. And yeah, obviously, yeah, what you see on like Instagram and stuff, you can't expect that to be reality. Um, you can't expect to get those same shots and be that close. Yeah, a lot of the times, maybe those people are breaking the rules, or maybe they do have just an insane telephoto lens, um, mm -hmm. putting, you know, up those shots that look like they're right there. Um, okay, great. I forgot to mention this, but it's King Kamehameha Day. Um, today. No, you did. You said that in the like very beginning. Did I? All right. Well, I'll say yeah. it again. It's King Kamehameha Day. Um, Kat, where are the where can people find King Kamehameha statues? This is the a pop quiz. There's three, I believe, on in Hawaii. No, there's two in Hawaii. About? The King oh, I thought you meant on our website, like where oh, you can no. find King Kamehameha. I was well, quizzing you where can people find the the King Kamehameha statues? You want like the original one, or does it? Matter? Yeah, really. Yeah, where's the original one? That's um, I don't know where the. I mean, I'm not sure if this is the original one, but there's one um, in his hometown, right? Yeah. Of in by Pololu Valley, that area. Yeah. There's Pololu one there, Valley. right? There's in Hobby, right? And then there's one. Um, in Hilo, yep. in right in Hilo town. And there's one on Oahu right by our, like kind of across the street from Iolani Palace. Yep. But I think there's a fourth one, no? There is one in uh, in Washington. Oh, okay. Okay, that's But yeah. then, I mean, I don't know if that, I don't know. There's also one like uh, at the Grand Wailea as well, but that was just like a- sculptor. In the Grand Wailea, where? Uh, the Waldorf Astoria. Oh, no, not, sorry, not the Grand Wailea, excuse me. The Maui Grand Waldorf. Why do they have a statue of King Kamehameha there? It's like one of their art pieces. Oh. But it's, like, it's like an art art sculpture. But I don't know if that's the same thing. I don't know if that's the same thing. Yeah, I did guess. I get it right? Those are the three? Those are the three. You're correct. You're, you're okay. on. You're very good. Which is the original one? Is it the one in, on the Big Island? I believe it's the one in Honoka'a in his hometown. Okay. I believe that is the original one. And there was a weird story about... So for people who don't know, um, there was a King Kamehameha statue that was commissioned. Um, it was lost at sea. Um, the oh, ship yes. was on sank. Um, and so another one was commissioned. And I believe that is the one that is uh, in Honolulu. Um, but then the original one was found in the sea uh, and brought back up. And uh, they put it in King Kamehameha's kind of like where he would have been his hometown, which is Honoka'a, kind of where, where is she was born. Yeah. So King Kamehameha Day. Um, what are they? What do they do for King Kamehameha Day? Some people get today off. Can you believe that? We don't. It's a state. It's technically a state holiday. Yeah. Um, so schools are closed. Well, there's no school because it's summer. It's summer. But like all state offices are closed. Yep. Yeah. It's it's a public holiday for people here. If you right. live in Hawaii, you have like special days off. Like this is a day off. Hokio Day in March right. tends to be a day off. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, Admissions Day or whatever. Right. Oh, um, yeah. Admissions Day, right. That's a that's an yeah, interesting it's a one. complicated one. It's this complicated. one, I was I was wondering about this. I did, I mean, I kind of poked around. I, I was thinking, like, is it his birthday today? Like, why is it this oh. day? Actually, it's not even this day. It's yesterday, right? It's the 11th. Right, right. Sorry, yeah, it is the 11th. Excuse June 11th. Me. Yeah, I don't know why that is they do a I don't bunch know of either on the statues it's always nice to see 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess, huh. Maybe that's something we'll find out. So the draping of the lay supposedly dates back to 1901. Um, okay. After the territory of Hawaii was established. So I think they draped way on every statue, I think. But I know the one on Oahu for sure, because it's a big, it's a big deal. And then that is part of the the annual parade. Right. And I think the parade has been, I think this is the 151st parade. In other words, it's been held 150 years, this floral parade, which is kind of, if you think about it, That's not. Insane. I mean, yeah. I actually marched in the parade when I was a kid. Oh, did you really? Like, yeah, a long time ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it's it's a really nice parade. It's like, it's right. it goes right past, um, obviously, the statue, Iolani Palace. And then it goes into, um, you know, through Kakaako, past Alamoana, yeah. and into Waikiki. And it ends at Kopi'olani Park. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's a floral parade. So that's part of the beauty of it. Because, you know, it's it's a throwback. But also there's um, the traditional Pa'u riders right. are participate in this parade. And, and it's led by, you know, a queen on horseback and all that. And it's really, that's really stunning to see. Because you hardly see... Right. You know, riders anymore, but it's really majestic. Yeah, I think I I caught a couple in Waikiki, kind of when they're kind of coming down that that final stretch in Waikiki. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, it was cool. They had a lot of like marching bands and stuff too, which I really appreciated from like local schools and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a wonderful parade. Definitely, if you're in Waikiki or in on Oahu, definitely check it out if you can. Um, okay, yeah. check it out next year. Check it out. Yeah, sorry, check it out next year when it. <laughs> Yeah, when it's the time. Yeah. Uh, seeing that's always kind of timeless that I want to talk about a little bit. Just kind of, we were kind of talking about the Hawaii Volcano National Parks and people doing kind of stupid things. Uh, you know, just how to be a more conscientious traveler to Hawaii. It's kind of a little bit of a continuation from our uh, last episode, which was on, you know, being a first time traveler to Hawaii. If we just had any kind of, you know, basic tips or things that people should, uh, you know, kind of consider when they're, when they're traveling here. And I think, you know, for me, the most obvious one is like, you know, don't touch the wildlife. Um, that is still something I see um, as a surfer, someone who's by the water a lot. I still see that pretty common, um, commonly, you know, people will touch turtles, um, you know, things like that. Um, you know, I think it's cool to be around an animal that is out in nature, but a lot of the times they just want to be left alone um, and mm -hmm. even harm them. Um, you know, you can give them illnesses by touching them. They're just not used to it. Um, so, you know, definitely for me, it's, it's just not leaving, <laughs> leaving the wildlife alone. And oftentimes mm -hmm. just kind of leaving the area alone. Like if you're going hiking or, you know, you're going somewhere that's out in nature, just try not to try not to leave as much of an impact as you can. Um, I feel like it's always really, you know, just leave footprints and bring a trash bag with you so you can take any trash you see. But aside from that, you know, don't be taking flowers or fruits or moving rocks around um for the most part you just want to leave that for the next person to go see on their hike or their beach adventure yeah it it was um so you know you mentioned earlier that i traveled out of state and it's like yeah. the first time in a year or so whatever and flying back i flew back with a lot of people who are visiting hawaii so I got the experience of what it's like to travel to Hawaii as if I were on vacation coming from Seattle. Right. And I've flown Hawaiian Airlines and I will say, pay attention to their new, um, in, the information that they're now providing, which was new to me. I mean, I don't know how long um, 
Hawaiian Airlines has been um, showing this particular video right before we landed, but it had a lot to do with traveling um, with, res you know, respectfully being a conscious traveler, traveling with Pono, those kinds right. of things. But they had a whole video about it. Um, and it was, it was interesting. They used a lot of these Hawaiian Airlines employees who also like work with Monk Seal response or they are, you know, firefighters or Oahu search and rescue volunteers or whatever, who are talking about um, different ways when you come to Hawaii, you know, how to be respectful as you travel. And it's no different. I mean, if I'm going to Seattle, like I'm not going to, I mean, I did a lot of hiking in Washington in and around Seattle. I mean, I think I'm, you, you those rules apply there too. Right. So, <laughs> there are universal know, like, rules. Yeah, I'm not stacking rocks and like right. you know, throwing trash everywhere. I'm like, right. oh, it's not Hawaii. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Like how you want your home to be treated is how you should treat other homes. It's kind of just a general rule of thumb. But I think when you come to a place like Hawaii or anywhere, really, I think taking the time to learn a little bit about the culture, about the history of the place, it's not just out of it really enriches your your visit. So, oh. for example, when we went to Seattle, well, prior to my going to Seattle, my husband flew up ahead of, ahead of me and actually met with um, an indigenous tribe um, that is from south of they have a, there's a reservation south of Seattle where they're growing clams much in the same way. Um, Native Hawaiians here sort of um, have their um, ancient Hawaiian fish ponds, very similar. And that group had come to Hawaii and learned from Native Hawaiian practitioners, taken some of that mana'o or knowledge and went back to their homeland. And then these this group of people, including my husband, traveled there to see you know, what they were doing and also volunteered to help restore these, what they call them, uh, clam gardens. And so it was interesting because this is a group from Seattle that came to Hawaii and did restoration work in our fish ponds. And the people that work at these fish ponds flew up there to do restoration work in their in their clam gardens. And it was such a like interesting uh, exchange of knowledge, but also they learned so much. My husband learned so much about the history of the place, the cultural significance of the place, the people who were there prior to um, whatever, conquering, right. whatever. Sure. Um, that it just made the experience just deeper for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like Hawaii, that they have such an opportunity to do that. You right. should do it. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of, you know, opportunities, um, I think, for visitors to do that. I know a lot of even hotels are partnering with local nonprofits if you want to get involved with, you know, there's, um, for as beautiful as the islands are, you know, it takes a lot of work to keep them this nice. So there's always a beach cleanup or, you know, you can work on a, you know, in a fish pond or you can do, you know, get invasive seaweed out of, uh, you know, bays around Hawaii. And yeah, you're right. Just kind of by doing this process, you really learn, you know, so much about mm -hmm. about the culture and kind of where you are. And I, I really do believe that kind of gives you, um, yeah, an elevated visiting experience. Um, yeah, even when I went to Japan, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do when you're walking around Tokyo, uh, it's really great. They have a lot of informational signs about like, oh, here's a historic bridge. And, you know, I, I could have just walked over this bridge, you know. I probably mm -hmm. did 20 times before I stopped to read the sign, but, um, you know, and then I read the sign and, oh, I learned that this bridge is like 400 years old. And like, you know, some, someone was like assassinated here, one of the, you know, royals or something. And 
it's just so it brings a, a whole another level of appreciation, um, you know, when you're traveling to just kind of have all this additional knowledge. Um, yeah. And the Hawaiian, there's so many places in Hawaii where you can learn about Hawaiian culture and Hawaiian, um, you know, history. And I, I really do think that it is it is paramount <laughs> to everyone who's traveling here to really learn about it because it's what oh, makes yeah. it so unique. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. OK, I would say that's a pretty good little brief rundown. I mean, Kat, if you had any others, we can talk about it right now or we'll call this one no but um you know everybody should get on our website hawaiimagazine.com we have a lot oh. of information there um even about trying to be a conscious traveler and different ways you can give back and um you know we do have a feature in our magazine which is coming out toward the end of fall i guess around fall october the Mama, where we highlight you know different groups and, and nonprofits that are giving back and doing great things for the community that you can get involved in. So um, come to our website and check out our social media platforms, Hawaii Magazine, everywhere at Hawaii Magazine yep. um, to get that kind of information when you're traveling here. And don't forget, you can always reach out to us. Like if you have questions about anything, um, yeah, reach out to us and we're happy to help and maybe even write a whole story about it. So yeah, you never know. We've had people know. ask us questions and that has been the impetus for us to write stories um yeah so yeah absolutely uh yeah write in and I, I will definitely respond um oh shucks i should have saved it i had a uh, i had to respond to one of our questions from last episode oh and what I was the question it was we'd ask them something about the weather or oh man this is embarrassing i responded to oh i'm not gonna be able to find it am i oh here was it an email yes. It was an email. Here we go. This is from Ellis. Uh, it was on episode 110. Um, let's see. Really nice job. I enjoyed it. Uh, oh, sorry. This is really embarrassing. I should have. Um, oh, this is like if people, if they had any suggestions for what people to pack to Hawaii when we were kind of doing our first time in Hawaii oh. thing. Uh, Ellis says that it might be a good thing to suggest people not only to pack for rain, but also to bring a sweater or windbreaker for altitudes and onshore winds after dark. Mm -hmm. That's definitely something. And then they're also curious. Um, oh, they also wanted to point out that maybe if you wanted to travel to Hawaii for um, like indigenous musical performances, apparently March is kind of a dry month for that. So if you wanted to get that kind of experience, I guess they're saying to go to other other months. I didn't get to fact check that. But um, in April, they do have the Merry Monarch Festival, which is, you know, I guess if you're if you're planning an indigenous musical event, it might be kind of tough to plan it around that time. Um, anyways, mm -hmm. windbreaker for after dark when it's cold and windy. <laughs> that's what Ellis says. And I do agree, especially if you're going to somewhere that's high altitude, like Kilauea to go check out the uh, the eruption. Or even the beach at night, like yeah. Kailua Beach can get kind of windy and cold. If you're up North Shore at night. It's also, freezing. yeah, I it's know. Really, it's really cold. Town doesn't get too cold, maybe no. it's or something. It's but very weird. In country areas, yeah, and especially on outer islands, uh, yeah, yeah it, gets, like, it gets frigid at night. Yeah, it can be. Well, I mean, our frigid. Our frigid. Yeah, bring a bring a sweater, bring a windbreaker. It never hurts. Um, okay, great. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast your uh, platform you're listening to us on. Uh, as Kat said, you can find everything at Hoi Magazine. We have a new issue coming out in October, so be prepared for that. Um, yeah, and I think that's about it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back in two weeks.
Okay. Aloha. Bye. Bye.